Hi, I'm Kate. And I'm Mandy. And this is Love Sober. The podcast for the sober and sober curious. Hi, and welcome back to Love Sober, the podcast. And this is episode seven. And today we're going to be uh, following on a bit from last week, which was sort of the early steps and, and putting a bit of a toolkit together, a sober toolkit of strategies. And I think we found from uh, from going on a bit longer that, that sometimes your needs change. So we're going to look at a bit of a longer term toolkit, which has a heavy sort of self-care focus today. And yeah. um, so hi, Mandy. How are you doing? Hello. Um, yeah, pretty good actually. Um, I it's sunny here, so it's um, the beginning of the summer season. I kind of thought I'd finished work, but then I've had loads of like bits and bobs to do. So I'm really busy, and I've been entertaining for nearly two weeks. We've had people in the house, um, but yeah, I'm good. Yeah, pretty good. And you? Good. Yeah, I'm in a, a bit. You know, obviously we've spoken before. Yeah. Um, uh, in a bit of a bit of a strange space because um, I've had a, a major bereavement in the family a couple of weeks ago, and um, I'm not quite I'm not really ready to talk about it yet. And um, but I think I would like to at some point in terms of sobriety because uh, mm. I think it's quite you know when the when the shit hits the fan and things happen I think it's worth worth dealing with that because life is kind of has those moments in it doesn't it. Yeah, so, so, but um, moving on from that, so I will come back to that at some point when I'm ready. Um, I've also got just had the opening night of um, Priscilla that I've been in, so Yay! I think I've probably got a false eyelash stuck somewhere. <laughs> um, I think today is a bit mental because it's also Wild Yoga Day and it's the oh, summer wow. solstice. So I just <laughs> feel like if we get this done today, it's going to be a major miracle. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we just have to sort of say that because obviously we're mums and schedules and stuff like that, um, we have to fit these podcasts in as and when we can. So there's yeah. kind of sometimes we have, you know, one every week and then we'll have a made gap for like, uh, you know, maybe three, four weeks, I think it is. Um, so, but that's just the way that it has to be with uh, sort of managing it with motherhood mm, and yeah. life and all that life throws at us. So, yeah. Um, okay, so today's topic uh self-care yeah so i mean we talked before didn't we about the, the, the about the first year i mean self-care is always really important and i think self-care is one of those topics where we've all well i see it a lot where everyone's gone well what is it <laughs> do you know what i mean it's like okay is it a massage and some people were like oh i thought self-care was having neurofen and barocca when i had a hangover mm. that kind of thing so I mean, maybe we could start off by talking about what self-care is to us. Good idea. Do you want to start? Do you want me to start? Uh, no, I can, I'll start. Okay. Um, self-care, what does it mean to me? Um, well, I am definitely learning about this, and certainly you're my kind of lead on this, because I think um, I'm still finding my own way to kind of uh, to look after myself, um, and it's still something that I struggle with uh, in terms of just um yeah to to really uh indulge myself in, in what i need and finding what i can do to make myself feel better um it's basically just sort of finding 
the right yoga studio or finding the right sport or finding I don't know I still kind of uh, have that difficulty to get out there and do it and to give myself that time and I think um, that comes from kind of uh, a, a lifetime of associating me time with guilt um, so I'm, I'm still working on that but for me ideally I think self-care is um, is looking outside and um, and taking pleasure in the small things um, which I pick up a lot I saw some people uh, on a um, on an old really really old um, uh, sailboat the other day and I was like oh that's you know the sort of things of just doing like little things to um, to give you pleasure which are sort of extraordinary really I mean who does that sort of like rebuilds a, an 18th century boat and then you know uh, sails it to <laughs> I think they were doing between Portsmouth and Bordeaux so mm. um, but yeah I haven't yet found my thing um, I have been out swimming in the sea the last two days um, rather than just sort of sitting back and going oh that'd be nice it's just like getting out there and, and doing it and yeah I guess mindfulness to kind of really appreciate those moments and feel it and and breathe it in um, uh, and you know clean sheets um, nice treats um, spending time with people that matter um, but yeah, certainly you are kind of my uh, my leader on this. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> tell, oh. tell me what I should be doing. Oh God, no, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I think for, for me, self care was a, a really massive. It was like this fundamental bit of the toolkit that we talked about. And sort of in the first year, I know I just sort of did that mental strategy, like starve the addictive voice of oxygen, put one foot in front of the other. And was very focused on that. Um, but I think that all the old bad behaviours sort of crept back in. And, and by that, I mean, sort of for me, I think I put too much on my plate. I expect too much. I fill everything up too busy. I get frazzled. I was a real sprinter. I'm like, like crash and burn, kind of like wave away all the halt, you know, the hungry, angry, lonely, tired. And I realized yeah. I needed a wee. I'm like, why am I stressed? Oh, right, and my bladder's really full. And, you know, why am I really stressed when I'm really thirsty or hungry? You know, so it was those, those mm. bits. And then it sort of went a bit deeper. And this is where I'm, I did that um, sexy sobriety, which I mentioned before which is an online um, coaching program. And um, we'll, we'll put those that in the notes. And, and mm. this was like, it's so, it was so beautiful. It was like um, delved into you know, self-compassion, um, great, some great resources. I've talked about Tara Brach before. Exercise, I'd say, I, it's kind of one of those really obvious things, but if I do yoga and if I do exercise, I'm about a million times better than if I don't. So that just has to be in in place. And it's that kind of thing. If you do it, you're fine. If you don't, you're not. Um, mm. I tried not to swear then. That's what I stated. <laughs> I was going to use a stronger expletive there. Um, sleep. Um, you know, so those basic ones. And time out, like, you know, I would... Get, I got better at this kind of overarching self-management, which was about pace. So like I say, instead of sprint and burn, it was like, right, okay, make sure you just sit down and have a cup of coffee in the garden and mm. stop. 
So that goes back to your mindfulness thing about if I'm doing mm. that, just stop for five minutes. Put your feet up at lunchtime. You know, just try and just eat instead of check your emails. So so doing that really helped. Um, then Live like a cat. Live like a cat, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And we talked about, didn't we, so maybe if, we, if you see the first, I saw the first year was a kind of reactive self-care, very much mm. like coping day to day yeah. of of that kind of emergency self-care of the halt of the kind of watching wine o'clock and then we got slowly a bit more sophisticated about our needs and listening to our voice voices mm. and moved into proactive self-care which was about how do i design a scaffold for living how do i design my life to suit me how do i get those needs met and that and then that was sort of about year two i suppose Mm. And that's like, for me, I, I get a bit of a shiver when I talk about this, because that was the start, the gold, you know, when it stopped being such bloody hard work and starts yeah. feeling good because you're putting all those strategies in place um, that yeah. actually make you feel good. The self-care makes you feel good, Yeah, doesn't it? So, And I guess that's, you know, that there is that beginning stage where it's like when you, we've said this before, but when you take away something so major which has had such a important part in, in how you deal with your emotions, you know, there is all that rebuilding time and, and, uh, and then once, once you've got that, those new habits in place, and I guess that's what I'm still working on as a, you know, obviously I've been doing this for about five years, but this time I'm still um, 10 months in uh, and yeah, I am, you know, I'm planning the, the yoga's on the list mm. when I've got a bit of cash and, uh, and back after the school holidays and yeah and I think it's just and also I'm a hugely hugely um uh, disorganized person you can hear it in my voice when I'm trying to find what to say <laughs> half the time uh, I'm often uh, lost in thought uh, yesterday I was at the the um the supermarket and I literally sort of zoned out for about five minutes and the, the woman was like can you take your card out of the machine <laughs> Sorry, I just did my own little world. Um, but all those things, and I think, um, you know, I, I, and I'm much, much better, and I'm mm. much more in control, and, and those are the things that have really been vitally important for me, managing sort of being a parent and, and managing working and, mm. and my husband being away and all that, you know, like list writing and, and yeah. deciding what's important now. And Prioritizing. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. And... And also learning, I mean, you know, I think if, if for whatever reason that, you know, that structure wasn't, uh, you didn't have that structure and built in you or you didn't have it sort of, uh, you didn't grow up with it, it's, it's, I'm learning like reading books and learning about, okay, how do I sort of time manage and how do I mm. um, take time for myself without guilt? Because um, yeah. I still, you know, I, like I think about it, but then I don't do it you know there's mm. a sort of I'm I'm not at that stage where I just go okay I need to go and, and do exercise like I go oh I exercise would probably be a good idea yeah I don't actually do it but um I have had loads of injuries that's my excuse yeah no you have haven't you so yeah. it takes a while to come back after that I think yeah and I think yeah. it's I'd like to put into place here because some people I don't I think often I see this being the kind of people we are sometimes self-care can 
be adopted by that mean voice in your head sometimes about like yeah, another excuse to beat yourself up oh i'm not doing yoga oh i'm not doing yeah. enough that's not self-care sometimes self-care self-care i think for me is primarily about having a dialogue about what i need right now and that is mm. possible when you stop drinking you start to listen so if that is eating a bag of haribo and watching downton abbey mm. that's self-care it doesn't have to look like you know pranayama breathing do you know what i mean yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. it's it's that you know cutting yourself that bit of slight slack and having compassion and thinking what do i need and, and if i need to I don't know, slop around in my pyjamas, if I've got that option, you know, then, mm. then to take that. So, and I think, again, you get better at that. I think I got better at that. I'm still not great. I still overdo things by about, if I dial things down by about 30%, mm. it's about realistic. And I still really have to work on that because I go, oh, mm. I really want to do that. I really want to do that. Oh, that looks fun. And I get carried away and then I go, oh, I'm really overwhelmed. I can't cope, you know. So that there's, mm. um, I don't tell yeah, you that's, what. That's quite no, no. It's, it is. Um, I was talking to someone about this today about eating and food, mm. you know, because it's like, like, is this is this nourishing you or is it punishing you? You know, it's yeah. like, um, and because I am quite sort of laissez-faire about cake these days um but i've realized that i'm kind of just i don't eat it's it's not mindful like mm. there's been a few times where it's just like oh i don't you know oh yeah let's just like have cake or like i went out and uh, got some ice cream at 10 o'clock at night the other night which was like in a way a nice idea i kind of snuck mm. down with my dad my parents are here at the moment um but like I just didn't really enjoy it and then I didn't really sleep well because you know sugar before bed is just not a good idea and it mm. just felt a bit like Neh. and I was like oh yeah this isn't positive mm. you know sugar eating and I've got no problem with like I'm not going to be sugar free but it was just like I do have a tendency to be quite self-abusive with mm. things so it's like oh yeah that, maybe that's not Maybe yeah, we no. should cover that in another episode because I yeah, think that comes sure. up a lot where um, people, I know I definitely did lent heavily on the sugar for, for, mm. for the first month or so. And um, for me, it just sort of leveled out, but I see people struggling with that. And I think maybe mm. we should do an episode on on diet and transferring behaviours and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, can I talk about something that, that um, really helped me as well in terms of the self-care? Um, yeah. And sort of almost mapping onto a kind of recovery, if when people call it recovery, or this process of discovery, and creating a scaffold for living for longer term sobriety. And I did this fantastic course called The Science of Happiness um, online with EDX. It's free. And um, what you have is basically the leading neuroscientists from Ber Berkeley and Harvard, 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 and um, who have studied positive psychology so for years you know we studied what's wrong with us and they're studying what's right with us and it, i've just mm. found that really exciting and i was really struck by how much their strategies for happiness were being talked about on sober forums as people using strategies for well-being like mm. gratitude like having your gratitude journal and writing three things a day because you know they will say stinking thinking leads to drinking if you are focusing positively on little things, that's cups I love the wine that which thinking thinking leads to drinking. 
thinking, thinking. Um, they're also exercise, very, very important. Um, now, I was talking about frog spawn in a previous episode, but they said as well, nature and awe, that feeling that we're in, absorbed by something that is greater than, than us. And I, and I think, you know, AA use the higher power, but I'm like, you know, if I go by the sea or into the woods, I feel like my batteries are charged and I know I'm with, so I don't have a problem with a higher power because I'm, I'm on a higher power, I'm on the earth. So, mm. you know what I mean? I don't have a kind of God problem with that. Um, what else? Connection. That's yeah. really important as social pro pro social compassionate beings. Mm. Um, we need our communities, and that's why the, our sober forums are so important, and you know, mm. and, and our relationships. So, you know, I think that's really interesting that that you know, for before soberistas, I literally couldn't do this, and and but mm. having that community allowed me, you know, enabled me to do it. Uh, what else did they talk about? Play or flow. Mm. And I think I, you know, you said you hadn't quite found your thing or whatever. And I wonder if that's that area yeah. of that thing that just feels like you're so in the moment and so in love with it. And so, yeah, almost not thinking about it, you be it sort of thing. And yeah, I mean, uh, when I've been listening to you talk about, you know, the glitter and the, oh, the, the fabulousness show. of the show. No, like, nothing like being yeah. waiting in the wings, waiting to go on, and that feeling of being in the theatre, I know. And it's yeah. taken me years, man, to to yeah. find it. So, yes, yeah, that, yeah. But that, that or, you know, for some people, running, isn't it? I, like, I hear that mm. quite a lot, that people just absolutely get massively into running. But I think... You know why not why not like let's this is time to experiment you're not spending money on drinking you're freeing loads of time up i know for us mums or parents carers that's difficult more difficult to negotiate obviously we're not all like gadding about with loads of money being able to sample everything or buy a yacht yeah. or something but you know we can start to think about it can't we maybe play you know think about what we might like to do Oh yeah, I've I've massively seen that like you know the way that I interact with my kids has has changed. You know, rather than just sort of being sat on the beach, I will now like wrestle or you know <laughs> yeah. do 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 body surfing mm. or like that that kind of being timid in um, in those relationships of, of of just standing back and and wanting something but not doing. Yeah. So that's hugely about kind of confidence. And I think a lot of your confidence is broken by heavy drinking. Mm. So, um, yeah, yeah, as sure. I say, I'm still kind of coming out of that, I think. Um, and and I think uh, sort of going back to either dance or theatre or whatever it is that I'm my calling of performing <laughs> arts, um, uh, I think, like, is yeah, it's that confidence thing, isn't it, of walking in when you don't know anyone and just mm. going, hi, uh, can I join Being in? Being a new girl again. Yeah, um, but I, I, I'm not going to let it go. Like, I, I will. Mm. Give me six months and I'll be doing something. Yeah, it's comfort zone, isn't it? I think that's a, yeah. a big thing, isn't it? And I remember someone there that's um, a great sober sister who's a fantastic coach, and she said to me, I might have already said this, I'm probably repeating myself loads, but she said that she has found that nothing changes the comfort zone like action. Quite mm. simply, that's how it changes. Yeah. Can think around it for a million years, and but yeah, 
just yeah, you just feeling do the fear it. and doing it anyway sort of thing. Yeah, but, but also, to, I do think it's important to protect yourself. Again, I think, you know, edging, baby steps. Sometimes you feel like, you know, like our sober sis, um, Blue Angel, did a trapeze lesson, didn't she? Like, that yeah. terrify me. And I think that don't feel again like you've got to force yourself into some kind of thing, you know, like yeah. edge it and feel it. And sometimes you know when you're ready to try something new. Don't. Don't don't heap on the pressure to suddenly do something. Yeah. If it's a hell, if it is a hell no, I, I think you need to respect that. If it's well, we you were, know. We, this this is you know the natural progression from last week's discussion, which is yeah. you know that that very much sort of uh, small steps and yeah yeah your 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 how what how many months days sober know, today? Yeah, getting on for. Well, I don't know. It's July, nearly my soberversary, is it? Yeah. Yeah, a month off my second year. Yeah. So I can't so, do the math. Yeah. Twenty-three months. This this time, twenty-three months. Yeah. Yeah. So and and me, it's it's ten months. So those yeah. are those sort of stages, and that's what's so nice about talking to to people at different stages, because mm. it's like you know you feel this now, but you know down the road you'll feel like this, and then you'll feel like yeah, totally. you'll feel like that, and. And basically, it's that world opening up, isn't mm, it? Gradually opening up. Something very, very small and very linear, which is just like me, drink, me, drink. That's what I do. And then gradually, you're kind of opening up this world to possibilities of all this other stuff mm. you can do and spend your time doing and, and, and what you want to do and asking yourself that, that question of like, what, you know, what do I, what do I want? Like, yeah, absolutely. Um, which is bloody amazing, you know. It so. is, it is. And, uh, and, and I, I think, think um, yeah, carry on. No, we were talking before, weren't we, about the up, rather than a downward spiral, this, this sort mm. of self-care and these good strategies, you know, like this, like to bang on about that science of happiness thing, is like this isn't for just people who've had drink problems or addictions. You know, I think these things should be taught in school, you know, the mindfulness, the play, the gratitude, the yeah. connections, you know, they're good strategies for living for us as humans. They're almost like old wisdoms, you know, they mm. they go back to kind of really ancient wisdoms, just but with a new kind of shiny neuroscientific sort of slant on it, you know, but mm. meditation, mindfulness, I mean, they're ancient, aren't they? They're like in our monkey brain, really. Yeah, well, that's that book that I've been reading um the happiness hypothesis yeah. is uh, comparing um, sort of ancient wisdoms with modern science. And yes. it's that crossover of how much, you know, we knew already and ha yeah. how much we can mm. now just back up with the science. With the science so and actually get the naysayers really on board. Yeah. <laughs> I love their science. Um, yeah, and I think uh, when we talked about the reactive stuff, which mm. is the kind of um, responding to a trigger, I, I don't think you you ever stop using that like mm. I think you know we, you were saying that obviously you've been like reaching deep down into your kind of toolkit and Absolutely. into your yeah your uh, self-care hugely in the last mm. couple of weeks and mm. um and and me even you know on a very surface level that mm. that kind of like day-to-day -day thing where you just get those little moments of like oh you know dingling you know oh like have a drink kind of thing mm. uh and and actually it's 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 so sort of inbuilt in me now where mm. you know it is uh, a habit that i had to sort of step back and go oh i really i'm doing that talking mm. thing you know it's like 
um, okay, distract. So I put on some music, like, you know, whacked up some Motown really loud, had a little dance with my son in the kitchen, you know, that kind of connection with him and remembering what's important. And then, you know, I made myself a, a nice mocktail and then I sat myself down and, you know, had uh, a little moment. That's moments great work myself. though, man. Yeah, that and really then it, and it, it was only when I sort of sat down and was like sort of looking out to sea and just having a think and analysing the feeling that I just had. It was like, oh, I just, you know, I just mm. used my toolkit. Yeah, like, yeah, right. Yeah. I know, so, I am. Um, sorry, go on. No, 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 that's, that's it. No, I think that you're right that that, um, obviously, like you say, I've, you know, I think that you, you go back to basics sometimes. Mm doesn't matter how often you do either um, I felt I remember first time around I felt a real failure around the year one mark where I realized I was having to go back to basics and so I just felt a failure for some reason and mm. it's like now I go along now I understand more I've got more awareness I realized that I have to do that regularly it's like yeah. you were saying you know keep it simple and it's a daily it's daily work which again is one one reason why I sort of look at AA and you know when they and they say you know one day at a time I think that is one of those the reasons they say that as well is just you know we do have daily maintenance and that's whether mm. we're so-called recovering or whatever you know yeah. as human beings it's it's looking after ourselves every day and I mm. you know and I think that is to to have that toolkit and to go back to basics and don't worry if you're if you're doing that that's what it's there for isn't it yeah yeah and I think um, that's when when uh you know because people do go back to drinking at all times, all times. You know? yeah nothing, and that's yeah. what like sometimes I just go you know it's like god like you know I had a friend who sort of wants to be sober again, but, you know, was sober for three years, and then, you know, so I, I guess it's, you just, she felt isolated as a non-drinker, I think, and that's a lot to do with it, you know, different life changes that happen, um, and, yeah, I don't think you can ever sort of be complacent about yeah. it, certainly, yeah. <laughs> yeah, my experience. Yeah, true, me too, me You too. know, and it's just like, and yeah, and it doesn't matter if you do have to sort of take yourself back out of the mm. situation and, and, and go back to basics and 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 isolate yourself just mm. to get through a kind of tricky uh, period mm, because at yeah. the end of the day, you know, you're the most important person mm. and protecting all that work that you've yeah. done, yeah. you know. It's precious. And, it can be, <laughs> and it's yeah. hard work. And I think, again, yeah, I think that's really true to acknowledge just what work it is and what work that we do as sober mm. people as people who live as Annie Grace would say with a naked mind mm. <laughs> like how how much work we've done and to acknowledge that I, I really do um, I was gonna say something I've forgotten what I was gonna say anyway yeah yeah I think um, the oh the I know what I was gonna say sorry that okay. I, I think that I would, there was a lot, quite a bit of ego as well, kind of tied up for me. Where I, when I felt a failure, I was like, you know, I like doing well. I like mm. doing well at this. I was like, yay, I'm really rocking this. So when I have a wobble or a, or a, you know, say when I went to Paris with my husband mm. and everyone was drinking wine and I, well, they probably weren't, but in my head, everyone was drinking wine. And then I, and I, and I really struggled. And that was like, you know, over a year again. 
and mm. I came back really deflated because I thought, oh God, I'm still wobbling, and I and I blogged about it, and um, a great uh, one of our sober sisters in Australia uh, said, no, no, well that's all part of it. We mm. still do. Whenever we, you know, she's like five years down the line. Yeah, yeah. Do you just bring out your toolkit when you have a wobble? You bring out your toolkit. Don't worry about it. it doesn't yeah. mean you're failing. It means you're, no. you're living. You're doing it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I, I so. think I I had a, a contact on Instagram who who's left because she felt like she was struggling and she felt like she couldn't be a good advocate or a good uh -huh. uh, listener um, because of that. And I I felt that that was really sad mm. because it was like no like this is exactly the the sort of thing that you know it can't all be like bubbles and sparkles yeah. all the time and and the, to keep honest and sort of say you know yeah I'm finding it difficult at the moment mm. but you know I'm going to get through it using all these different tools that I've learned and with your help yeah because it is something that is community based um and social based um you've got a much better chance of kind of surviving it and then you're showing people you know because she's a coach because you're showing people that you struggle but then you get through it yeah. I think that being humane about it is is the best kind of coach you can be personally yeah so. right yeah so I, I mean I understand that um okay well we're, we're nearly at half an hour um so um I'm definitely going to do the science of happiness it sounds really really interesting mm. um so what about your any tips uh that you've got to, to give about self-care like i said i think the dialogue i think that is making time and space journaling and seeing it as a what do i need rather than mm. a what should i be doing because i think as soon as it turns into a should you get into that fuzzy area of might maybe the inner meaning is taking over Mm. Having said that, you told me to get my ass to yoga a while back and I did feel better. So sometimes it's like, well, actually, I know I will feel better. But, you know, I guess it's just, you know, that, yeah. that relationship with yourself, isn't it? That dialogue, what's going to feel mm. better, you know? Yeah, sometimes um, um, sometimes isolating yourself too much is definitely not a good yeah. good plan either. So, yeah, I mean, but, no one's yeah. perfect at it. I mean, no, it's no it's a learning process isn't it but that sort of time uh, making time time out and breaks during the day um hugs mm. early nights baths taking stuff off the list remembering to have fun and laugh as well mm. um yeah and then all the stuff that i've talked about really what about you um yeah i mean for me the major thing is um that you know selfishness is selflessness does that make sense that you know I can only be a good I can only be good to other people if I'm good to myself and that's mm. something I'm trying to learn and trying to take on and you yeah. know and take out that guilt of like of 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 saying I'm I'm gonna go for a run mm. I mean no one ever minds you know no one ever goes yeah you should you shouldn't you know my husband's very supportive and my mm. kids just like oh, okay you know whatever um or I'm going to go for a swim, mm. but like I want to go by myself. Yeah, you know, that one probably would be a bit harder for my kids to swallow, but I should do it anyway and just be like, look, mm. I'll take you later. But at the moment, I want to, you know, I want to go and, mm. and have 10 minutes. And it's 10 minutes. Mm. I mean, it's cold, I think that's modelling good behaviour, though. That's saying to your yeah. kids, actually, sometimes you do need a bit of time out, and that's fine. Yeah, so... I remember saying that um, to 
I remember my the crash when my daughter was young and I don't you know I think this must be quite French or whatever and I was kind of like fretting about everything and helicoptering around um <laughs> and uh, she was just like look your kids need to know that you're a human being too and mm. that you have needs and you know if you if you want to go out to dinner with your husband or if you want to go and do some exercise your kids need to know that that that's okay mm. and I was like oh you know what do you do what do you yeah. say? I mean no I'm all and everything for my kids that's mm. my role isn't it kind of thing so yeah I'm definitely that's I'm still working on that but I think that that is self-care isn't it it's like you look up you've got to mm. prioritize time for you um, yeah. to be can't able run to on an there. empty tank no you know it's almost like food isn't it emotional food you couldn't you can't keep going when you're starving so it's emotionally yeah. and sort of psychologically a similar thing isn't it yeah otherwise but you I think see that's out. a really good point though because I see yeah. so many people say they feel guilty women feel guilty about self-care the blokes that I know on sober forums and this is like going to be a huge generalization I'm really sorry they sort of seem to have a slightly different language and just be like yeah well you know let's just crack on <laughs> but yeah. the women are there over analyzing it and feeling guilty so like you know and if there are any men out there feeling really guilty about self-care really what is self-care <laughs> that's another episode for the sobras and yeah. dads and or yeah, granddads and sons we, oh. we need to find some some male yeah. people to we'll get with. we'll get the lovely william porter he said he'd come on didn't he so yeah. alcohol yeah. explained fabulous author anyway we should wrap it up shouldn't we yeah so, so what's your reasons to love sober? My reasons to love sober is I just could not have got through the last couple of weeks. I just couldn't do it. And it's my anchor and my mm. rock. And thank God I'm sober. That's all. Mm. Yeah. What about you? Um, God, if nothing couldn't follow that. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Talk um, about fox I like her swimming in the sea without a hangover. Yeah, um, yeah, why not? <laughs> yeah, no, um, just, um, well, actually, I do have one. Um, my dad uh, was very unwell last year, uh, and um, and finally I introduced him to a non-alcoholic white, uh, wheat <laughs> beer that he Woo-hoo! liked. Yeah, and um, and it was just really nice to be able to, to to be able to share those things and finally get to a place where it's like, look, this is I'm not criticising you, and you, you you're more than welcome to still drink beer, but he can't you know really handle to sort of drink very much, and it's like you could just have like one beer, and then you could have a couple of non-alcoholic ones, and then you just wouldn't feel like you're missing out so much, and it wouldn't all your treatment and you know your illness and everything it wouldn't feel so heavy if you could just sort of like have a beer mm. and he he really sort of took it this holiday and he's been really enjoying them so that's well done yeah well done I mean I've been through a lot but he's just like no it's not beer so I finally <laughs> found one <Yeah. laughs> persuaded him <laughs> and what's your tip of the day Mandy um, tip of the day is um, to uh, prioritise, I mean, if someone had said this to me at the beginnings of sobriety, I would have told them to go fuck themselves because it was just not possible. <laughs> but um, prior, prioritise time and I mm. guess build it up like, okay, take five minutes mm. and then, you know, 
five minutes is doable. My, I've been seeing a personal trainer, which I actually haven't done much exercise with because we've done a lot of uh, sort of emotional work about me, um, which has been quite interesting in terms of even trusting someone to touch me or be around me and then going mm. to like, um, you know, what exercise means and trying to replace negative to positive sort of associations. But she's all about just go for a walk. You know, it's still exercise, mm. like five minutes. You know, you don't yeah. have to go and run a marathon, but just take some time, go and swim in the sea, ride mm. your bike, you know, like try and find something that you enjoy. Yeah. Take five minutes. Yeah. yeah and then, and then build on that, you know? Yeah. 10 minutes. steps if, again, isn't it? Yeah. 15 mm. minutes. And then, yeah, we're just sort of saying no for, you know, saying yeah. no. Yeah. Mummy needs a break. Yeah. I'm going to go <laughs> sit on the toilet. <laughs> Yeah. Shut the door. Lock the door. I'm going to take five minutes to breathe, and and then I'll be able to deal with whatever my kids are arguing all the time at the moment. <laughs> whatever little issue you've got mm. going on. Um, so that's it. So my tip of the day is it goes back to what you were saying about organisation, and I'd forgot to say it that um, my sock drawer was a, a stress a, like a major 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 stress for me because I couldn't find a pair of socks and like <laughs> this is so nerdy of me but I when I organized it what it did was that I could find a pair of socks before the school run which meant I was less stressed which meant I didn't react to my son having a go at my daughter so extremely which meant that he then didn't have a meltdown so it was all about like um, avoiding overwhelm so something really simple like just sorting that out or writing a list actually yeah. that is massive self-care because overwhelm is often a massive trigger for us mums or mm. parents carers and workers like uh, you know like with our many many roles that we do so mm. yes my, my sock drawer there you go good alrighty so if you're um, immediately concerned about your drinking you can visit drinkaware.co.uk or uh, visit your GP obviously and in the meantime have a really good week and we'll see you next week for more chat bye bye, bye. bye.